Welcome back to Beyond the Workouts podcast. I'm the head coach of Beyond Strength and Endurance, Kyle Holman. Diving into a training episode today, uh, I think is kind of very fitting as people look uh, towards their goals for 2024 and you know what they want to accomplish and you know kind of what training is going to going to look like in light of that. So we're going to talk about the difference between testing and training. And while you might have some immediate thoughts about um, what you think the difference between those two are, we're going to dive into it more because so many times I see people, when you look at what they're doing in training, it is more of testing themselves every single session instead of actually getting into training um, to improve those tests when we do them. So uh, we're going to dive into a bunch of different layers here uh, within each of the categories that I always like to cover, strength training, Olympic lifting, uh, your skills, uh, the, the cardio movements or, or machines, and then the uh, Metcon or WOD. So let's get rolling. All right, first up, let's talk some strength training. So I see this a lot in a lot of the kind of one-to-many or what I call sometimes the copy and paste programming where, where every gym that signs up gets the, the same programming regardless of your, your situation or equipment or whatnot. Um, so many times in strength training, Every time, whether it's back squat, deadlift, bench press, uh, I'll just use those big three. You know, there's obviously a lot of other strength training movements, but we look at those big three so many times. It's you know, work to your heaviest single for the day, or work to your heaviest three rep or five rep or or whatever. So it's always going absolutely as heavy as you can for some certain rep range. That is testing. Okay, we we like to. Te- I've done another episode on the difference between capability and capacity. Um, you know, your capability being that one rep max, and then your capacity being the uh, rep ranges, especially the higher ones, you know, six, eight, 10, uh, 20 rep back squats. If you've ever done that, it's life-changing. But that's, that's your capability versus capacity, and those are testing. We want to see uh, where we're at um, on those different things. But if you're always just going as heavy as you can for a certain rep range, that's what you're doing. You're testing. You're not training. So the difference between that is... You know, for the sake of this conversation, let's talk about improving a one rep max. If I'm always just going as heavy as I can every single time I walk in the weight room, like that is a very, very high intensity. So you are always going at the maximum intensity over and over and over again. Um, and hey, I've talked about it before when you're early on in strength training, depending on if you've never done it before or how long you've done it. I mean, if we did that once a week, you could probably walk in every single time for three weeks, four weeks, six weeks, 12 weeks, depending on the individual, and always put more weight on the bar. But eventually that's going to stop. You know, if if right now, if I can, whatever, back squat 275, I'm trying to back squat 315, and I just keep coming in and trying to each time, like, oh, can I do 280? And maybe you will, and then you'll fail at 285, and then you'll fail at 285, and then maybe you'll hit 285, and then you'll fail at 290, fail at 290. Like, there has to be training to work towards that. Um, something like linear progression where we move from, for like I said, just a simplicity for the sake of this conversation, like four sets of 12, then we do four sets of 10, then we do four sets of eight, then we do four sets of six, and then we might get into like five by five, five by three, and five by one. The reason why they do that is because it's been, it's been proven over decades that that works, not just going heavy every single time. We need to train at those different rep ranges and percentages, even within those rep ranges, uh, let's take, you know, six, for example, that could be in a rep range of 70 to 80, even as high as 
and we hit that, and you should be able to hit that consistently. Will it be a max weight for you for that six reps? No, but that is accumulating reps, not only from a technical standpoint, from a muscular endurance standpoint, um, and all those things that is going to lead you to a new max. Um, Like I said, the higher intensity, it's going to start to crush your legs, your joints, if you're always going as heavy as you can. Deadlift is another great example. If you're always going as heavy as you can for these rep ranges, that just wears on you over and over and over again, and it's not the best and or proven method to get you to a new max. So that is kind of the the staple, if you will, of what we're going to go into these other categories of that difference between testing and training. We need to get into the times where we are putting in cycles, four, six, eight, 12 weeks of training before we test again uh, to see where we're at. Next up is Olympic lifting. Um, so I just mentioned strike training. Um, I see the same thing all the time in, in Olympic weightlifting, whether it's different rep ranges that we're going as heavy as we can, or we're doing some complex where we're going as heavy as we can. And especially in Olympic lifting, where there is just, you know, a lot higher uh, of a technical um, requirement in those lifts than there are. And look, there's definitely technique to bench squat and deadlift, but there is way more technical things that are involved in a clean or a jerk or a snatch. So especially if you have people who those are a lot of times where people have not done those lifts at all uh, coming into CrossFit. Um, There's a huge technical component. And if every single time you're just going as heavy as you can, it is actually hindering the shit out of their progress. Um, Because we all know it, even even for seasoned lifters, even for myself, been doing this for a long time. Man, sometimes when I go super heavy, you know, I get my weight forward or my feet pop out too wide. And that's someone who is an experienced lifter, let alone somebody who hasn't done this at all. And so if their hips are rising or they have an early pull or the barbell swinging way out in front, they're not going to be able to correct that at all if it's always as heavy as they can possibly go. So once again, you need to get into training cycles where I can take a moderate to heavy-ish weight and do repetition, 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 work on those technical aspects, put it in play with the lower percentages and, and rep ranges so you can hit those repetitions over and over again, and then we can test. Um, so just really trying to hammer this home that it just CrossFit can lend itself sometime and programming um, from other CrossFit entities can lead itself to just always going as heavy as you possibly can on certain rep ranges. And that is just not the best process for you to reach new maxes. Um, so really think about that. Um, I did another episode, like, you know, all the things people don't want to do. And look, I get it. Like, people don't want to work with an empty barbell on Olympic lifts. But if you do, it pays huge dividends. Um, I've said it before, that when you look at powerlifting or weightlifting, you look at their overall average percentage throughout their entire training year, and they spend a shit ton of time in the 70 to 75% range. They, it's, they're, they're not going on those high... Um, ranges and maxes over and over and over again. And they do that for a reason because they are training to get things dialed in to hit a new max when we test. Um, so really need to think about that and not only programming, um, but your own training, you know, how often are you spending time legit training as opposed to constantly testing yourself? Next up skills. So these are all those body weight uh, skills like 
pull-ups and muscle-ups and pistols and handstand push-ups and all those things. Um, done another great episode on, you know, the kind of the proper way to build those skills, so I won't dive into it too much, but skills are wildly varied, right? You have people who do not have the strength um, to do one rep of the skill. You have people that can maybe do one to five reps of the skill. You have people that can do like six to 15, and then you have people that can do beyond 15. So there's a wide variation of um, abilities when it comes to skills. And once again, if we're always going for a max unbroken set, that is testing. That is not training. Um, Just like percentages in uh, the Olympic lifts or strength training, you know, I can take, for example, let's say I can do 10 unbroken pull-ups. Then it is good to build upon that if, let's say, I start with doing sets of six of those pull-ups, and then I progress to doing seven, and then I progress to going, uh, you know, eight and nine, and then I can test because I've built up, not only especially if you're kipping or doing butterfly, that is, once again, just like Olympic weightlifting, I am working on the rhythm and the technique of it over and over and over again. I'm building up strength. I'm building up muscular endurance. That's going to help me when I test again to hit a higher number, as opposed to always just hopping on the bar and seeing how many unbroken toes to bar pull-ups you can do. Um, so you just, you got to think about this, that you have to spend time training four, six, eight, 12 weeks and focus on things in order to test and hit um, a new, you know, PR, especially in skills for those people that, you know, just don't have the strength. I've said it before, like there is not a drill in the world that will help you if you don't have the strength. I mean, I've seen it time and time. I mean, I've had people request that they want to purchase a bar muscle-up program and they, they can't do any strict pull-ups. Like, <laughs> there's not a single drill that I'm going to take you through that's going to help you get a bar muscle-up because you simply do not have the strength to do that. Um, I'll be releasing soon what I call strength markers, which are um, the barbell or weighted movements that are the... Uh, directly correlated to certain movements. Uh, so for example, like a snatch grip bent over row is the strength marker for pull-ups. And so there's a way, once again, that you can train in order to build the strength in the muscles needed to get your first rep um, instead of just constantly hopping up on the bar and trying to get a pull-up um, because that that road's going to be a long one if you're just constantly trying to walk in and be like, well, let's just see if I can get a pull-up today. So um, Keep hammering this home, but know the difference and understand the difference between testing and training. And, um, you know, when you do a test, that should dictate, you know, where I'm at with stuff. But then I need to go back to training for weeks before I test again instead of just constantly testing myself every single time. All right, let's talk about uh, the cardio machines here um, and or, um, you know, just cardio in general, like running, uh, rowing, whether it's uh, echo bike or the uh, salt bike or ski or, or whatnot. Once again, I see it a lot that it's like we're doing, you know, one mile run for time. We're doing a 2K row for time. You know, we're doing 50 calories for time um, or a certain amount, you know, a, a time domain where we're trying to hit max calories and max distance in that. That is testing, all right? That is not training. That is testing. We're trying to see what our abilities are in those, and we should take the numbers, once again, like I just mentioned, skills from those tests, and then we need to look at that and get back to training. Uh, once again, to talk about the capability versus capacity thing, 
Um, in cardio, your um, capability would be the short end. You know, it's like a 500 meter row. That is a short, quick burst. That is your capability. Something like a 2K row. Now we're getting into capacity. Um, your ability to maintain uh, for a longer period of time. You know, this comes up huge. I come from a background of um, track and field and cross country. Um, being around my father has been a coach for over 40 years in those um, sports. And it is very evident to see in this when you're talking about, I mean, he's coached at the high school, college, and elite level with USA track and field. You know, we take whatever, let's use the mile, for example, and let's say my, you know, mile time is whatever. It doesn't matter, eight minutes, okay? If you break that down to 400 meters, then that means I am running a two-minute 400 meter. Instead of just constantly going back out and trying to keep running a mile every time and seeing if you can improve your time, that is testing, we can do 400 meter repeats where maybe I'm trying to hit these repeats at you know 150 um, and taking rest. So I'm moving, I'm teaching my body and getting accustomed to running faster and getting rest. And then slowly over time, I can diminish that rest um, and hit those paces and then I can retest the mile. So you can do that in all those cardio things. So once again, you need to train the overwhelming majority of your year. Um, too many people just test daily and weekly over and over and over again. Um, and like I said, when you're a beginner, we could do a 2K row once a week for 12 weeks and you might get at least a second faster or more every single time. But inevitably, you're going to reach a point where that's just not going to work anymore. You can't just keep getting faster by doing uh, the full movement. You need to work on higher intensities, interval-based with rest, and building that up so you can hit a faster time. So uh, once again, just hammering this home. you got to know the difference between training and testing, and you need to train, train, train before you test again. All right, the Metcon, or the, the workout of the day, whatever you want to call it, metabolic conditioning workout of the day. Um, you know, these are the actual you know, when we're putting movements together, whether it be benchmarks, hero wads, or just your, your, your daily training that we're doing, AMRAPs and for time and EMOMs and all that good stuff. Once again, there's a time and a place to test these. You know, whether it's especially when you look at benchmark workouts or hero wads, you know, we, we do that full workout. And, um, you know, when we repeat that, we're obviously trying to beat our time. And once again, I see it too many times where we're just testing that workout over and over and over again. Um, I always use the workout Murph just because so many people know this workout and experience this workout, and it's a, it's a big deal to a lot of people. Um, if we look at our overall Murph time, um, you know, A, what format are you doing? Are you doing it straight through? Are you breaking it up? But when we look at that test, now we need to get into training um, to see what we're capable of. So if we look at that, if we, let's say we're going straight through, so it's 100 pull-ups, right? And even if you're improving your time, like I said, you're going to reach a point where you're just not going to be able to improve your time anymore. We need to build up the strength and muscular endurance to be able to hit more of those unbroken reps. And that means when we're in training, we do not need to do that workout straight through. Um, even if you take a workout that, whatever, let's just say there's a workout that has 50 pull-ups and 50 handstand push-ups for time. If we're testing to see where we're at, do that workout. What was your time? You know, how, what, what were the um, 
sets that you had to do? Did you have to do 10 sets of five to complete your pull-ups? Did you do sets of 10 to complete your pull-ups? Then we need to go into training. So when we're in training, instead of if that workout popped up again, and instead of constantly testing again, it is better for people in that workout, can they do 10 rounds of five and five? So they're still getting the 50 pull-ups and 50 handstand push-ups, but they're able to breathe and move and constantly keep hitting those sets of five. You know, the next time we do it, um, can we do five sets of 10, all right? Now we're increasing the amount of pull-ups we're doing um, each set and handstand push-ups, and we're working towards testing that again, and now you will be better off. So um, even in the water Metcon, I know people get hung up. I mentioned it just in a previous episode. I've done an episode called Fuck the Whiteboard. People get so hung up on the fact that they can't write RX on the board that they keep trying to struggle through doing 50 pull-ups and 50 handstand push-ups and instead of if they would break it up, their improvement would be faster um, and they would progress at a higher rate. So when we did that workout again and wanted to actually test it, that we can perform better. So um, you got to think about this stuff. Um, a lot of times, like I said, people don't want to scale, but if you scale, you will improve at a higher rate as to constantly bogging yourself down and not being able to hit the time domain that we're looking for because you're just trying to do the workout RX. So uh, sometimes you got to humble yourself. You got to um, not have so much pride and, and know that this is you versus you. And even if you put scaled uh, on the board five times in a row, and then we finally tested that workout again, and you were able to do it now RX in the time domain that we were looking for, that's going to be better than constantly just uh, trying to test it. And, and a lot of times with all of this, these things that I mentioned in all these different categories, when you constantly test, you're more likely to hit plateaus. And then along the way, you're more likely to get frustrated, which can lead to lack of motivation, um, could affect you now not being consistent. And so it can just be a spiraling effect as opposed to looking at this that I'm going to train for an extended period of time before I test this again. All right, last thing here um, to kind of bring some stuff together. And I've, I've mentioned this in another episode, but it's just worth repeating that if you are or when you are testing, rather, if you are not looking at the test itself to see for you personally where your areas of opportunity are and then that dictating now what training you're doing, then the test is worthless. You are just testing to test. It should give you information as to what you need to focus on. Um, you know, something in like an Olympic lift. We do a max snatch, let's say. Max, max power snatch, let's say. The reason why I might be at a plateau or can't hit a PR or anything like that could be very different. You could have 10 people max on power snatch and the reason why they weren't able to hit a higher lift or have hit a plateau could be for 10 different reasons. It could be for a different reason for every single one of those people. Um, most of the time you're going to have people that struggle with the same things, but for the sake of this conversation, it could be that. It could be that, you know, I just, my technique was, was not what was dialed in. And even within my technique, were my hips rising too early? Was the bar getting out in front of me? Is it a mobility thing? Those are all different reasons. So you need to look at what you tested and look at you personally as to what your biggest area of opportunity is in order to improve. 
um, you know, on strength lifts. It could be a grip strength thing. It could be, um, you know, certain weak muscles like in our back, butt, and hamstrings in a deadlift, or it could be your core strength. Um, once again, it could be mobility and something like a squat that I keep coming forward on my toes and my heels come off the ground. You need to look at what is going to be your biggest area of opportunity. And the only way you can do that is to not look at, you know, dive into the test, not just, well, whatever, I hit 250 on back squat. I was hoping for 260. Okay, but why weren't you able to hit 260? And that could be for very different reasons for, for different people. So, um, you know, you need to spend the majority of your time training. When you do test, you need to dive into the test and figure out what is going to be your best path when you get back to training in order for you to improve when you go back to testing. Just kidding. Last, last thing. <laughs> if, you, if you've been around CrossFit for a long time, you might have heard something like the hopper. Um, it was like at the very first CrossFit games, I think. But the hopper is, you know, basically putting workouts and or tests in a kind of bingo machine, if you will, and drawing something out and then doing that. I think too many times people think that's either A, what CrossFit is, or B, that that's the most effective method because we get hung up on this unknown and unknowable thing. And, and so it's constantly like, well, we just need to constantly vary it, right? And we need to just throw different things at ourselves and, and see how we do with that. that. That's testing. There is a time and a place to do that. And, and you know, we compete in CrossFit competitions, or even if you're just coming to class daily, um, you know, we can, we can look at certain things in, in it lends people to just almost doing that, like drawing things out of a hat and just throwing it on the board and, well, let's see how we do it this today. You need to train in order to, when you do go to something like the hopper or these random tests or compete in a local competition or the open, that now we can see, yes, how we are at varied different things. Um, but it's funny sometimes that people, even if you're not, you know, there's a, a overwhelming, very tiny percentage of people that do CrossFit that are doing the CrossFit Games. But if you look at those CrossFit Games athletes, they're not just drawing random things out of a hat. They're going through training cycles in order to be prepared for anything that they could face. Um, and that's a huge difference. Like being prepared for any random task is different than randomly training for whatever might come up. Like just throwing random things out of a hat. Like there needs to be time spent training, whether it's on technique, whether it's building muscular endurance or maximal strength, all those things in training are going to prepare you to do well when there is a test. Um, randomness is not the key. That's not what CrossFit is. Um, you know, there's people I've been around since 07 and there are some people that get really hung up on you know, the dot-com programming and, well, I just need to, that's what we're doing, right? We just need to constantly test ourselves every day. And uh, in my opinion, that's just not the best route to take. Um, you need to have training cycles. And then at the end of that training cycle, if we have a benchmark workout or um, rep ranges, maxes or max lifts that we're going after, then we can do that. But we are specifically preparing for that test at the end. And then when we do uh, compete or we continue to do Metcons or WADs in class, we will be better at those when we have focused and intentional training in order to be prepared for that. So uh, it's a fine line. It can be confusing to some people, but 
um, hey, that's why I do the programming that I do to take that off your plate and give you the, the training that you need to do that. But um, you need to have a plan and look at specific things that you are trying to improve and train to do that and then get back to testing as a constantly just uh, having this mindset that we're just putting random things on the board and just testing ourselves every single day.